Hello and welcome to Why Won't It End. No! Where are you, fucking a high? Hello and welcome to When Will It End... Tricks. No. Tricks. Anna Wen- the Anna When Will It End Tricks. Yeah, that works. Say that ten times fast. I don't, that sounds so boring. The Anna... Was it When Will It End Tricks? Yeah. Diana, when will it end tricks? That's kind of beautiful. It sounds like Welsh. <laughs> That's rude to Welsh people. Don't do that. Well, that's right. They more talk through their nose. Uh, yeah. The, the thing that I was identifying was that was the problem. There it is. It's a famous Caledonian song. Yeah. They're Welsh, right? I don't know. I think I'm sure Welsh... I just made a horrible mistake. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry to listeners in the UK. I'm shooting off the hip about things I read in a like a children's history book 15 years ago. So. Oh, I have one of those. It's right down there. Oh, great. This Busted is a cool out. running gag. Why don't you get some shit? shit on yeah, my your, your untouched bookshelf. Why don't you pull out some uh, history facts? Okay. Let me see if I can... Is it... Don't get the book on yoga. No. I do have it. It's called... Um... 1066 and all that is some cheeky 1738 it's a cheeky british history book my brother really loves it too and i don't see it we used to read those horrible history books talk about cheeky i know this is a funny one blimey it's got like it talks about like the the cursed rabbit of the uk is that a real thing it's like time is like a cursed rabbit are we in the that's such an animatrix thing to say (laughs) yeah fuck where is it i'm a little surprised we didn't just watch an animated rabbit like resembling time itself yeah. yeah oh my god you, i was a little unprepared for the relentless heavy psychedelia of the animatrix i don't know what i was expecting but they really uh pushed <laughs> the form to the bleeding edge there huh dang they sure did and i think that's what's uh we're like this the whole matrix idea is very psychedelic but the movies as they are are just very like green well and we're, this is yeah well, first... we'll talk about this at some point, but the Glitch in the Matrix documentary, which in some ways is a little on the nose as some of these pop documentaries can be, but I did like that it drew a bead. Listeners, he's really concerned about this book. I think it's over there. Do you mind if I go get it? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm going to go try to find it. I'll be right back. Yeah. You can keep talking. I'm not killing time while you get a thing. You could edit something one time. No, I just say dead air. I just say go with the dead air. Operation Darkstorm. I don't think you can find the book. Man, futile, huh? Wait a minute. He's crowing from the other room. He found the book. It's a a black book. He just kicked some stuff. Okay. Looks singed. Oh, this is from the fire. Yeah, this is from Oh my god. A diagram showing how the rabbit of history towers over us like a colossus. It looks like the Drake, uh, if you can read this text a little bit, which is fun. In the 50s. Well, the 50s were a pretty psychedelic time. The swinging 50s, they called them. Let me see. Um, I'll see if I can find any Welsh history. This can't be a real book. This must be a prop that your dad built in like the... No, this is what British people think is fun. Is Your like child writing, matrix. Like actual history. If you had a kid, would you put it in the matrix? Well, I don't understand the question. <laughs> Aren't all children automatically in the matrix? No, but I'm saying like a matrix of your own where they're just like plugged in and you're harvesting their... <laughs> I think that's what parenthood is. They're just powering the house on a kid for a while while it like thinks that it's... Uh, yeah, that's fucking... I mean, 
I heard this thing about farmers, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I know a lot about farming. I heard that farmers would just have kids so they could work on their farm. I think that is how that works out, yeah. So, yeah, basically a matrix. You're just a... Fuck. You're just a copper top for the farm. I'm just a little freaked out, Charles, because we just watched a pretty intense movie. Alfred had a very interesting wife called Lady I could just really use a little support, I think. The Lady of the Lake, who was... Oh, you need support? No, no, no. Tell us about the Lady of the Lake. Who was always clothed in the same white frock and used to go just bathing with Sir Lancelot, also of the lake. British people think that's funny. Parentheses, also of the lake. Yeah, because like, that's not a thing you'd normally say. And was thus a bad queen. He was or she was? Let me read it again. I don't know. Okay. Alfred had a very interesting wife. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a clause. So bad queen is referring back to the Lady of the Lake. The Sonic Experience, I think Amy is running a shower directly bath. above me. A bath. bath. Amy almost refuses to shower. This is a this is a thing, and I'm I not going to say this broadly about any group of people, but Amy. Women. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Amy and Allison both happen to love baths, and I personally will occasionally do a bath. Amy has a plaque above the uh, the threshold, the mantle, the jamb. Some door-related part of it. The lintel? Yes, the lintel. Lintel. That says, why... Wait, what is it? It says, why... When you're getting wet, why stand... No, this... I don't know. Why get wet standing up? Where are we, the Matrix? No. Yeah, why get wet standing up? She likes to lie Oh, the down. animated Matrix. That's why... Yeah. Okay, the Animatrix. Oh, okay. So I had this idea... And you might like this idea. I would tell, so I also have another book over here. Let me get it off. Wow. Quickly. All my cajoling you about not using the books has led to... You're touching, you're touching a second book. So I have here the collected stories of... Philip K. Dick. What do you think about the Anna K. Dick divert? Jicks. Well, th- that's what this kind of scratched for me. Right. I think, like, the reason this is this so sick... Oh, yeah, totally. No, you've used the book as a prop, so now back to its original purpose existing right there that's what books are for when, then the books rose up that would never happen books are Rise, fine books books are fine over books there are fine. books yeah, so are fine i think what this movie does and we're definitely going to get to more specifics but i want to see many more my we gotta tease them we gotta oh, yeah. hope for something yeah it'll get good later <laughs> yeah just stick around and later it'll all what do you think i should put above the books that's a great question it looks um, really empty right now it does look it? really empty it looks so the light empty. is just glowing above your bookshelf and the sheer emptiness of it is there's daunting. cool cameras there's a roller cord a holga no one cares about an candles. omg no, cameras candles who knows but there's just emptiness is it candles it. or cameras those are I actually haven't checked. Well, it's because you know, they do the realistic cake thing. You seen that? You seen that? Talk about a matrix thing, right? Is it a? Is it a? Is it a cake or is it a candle? Is it, right. Yeah. No, but I was thinking. You know, they have the uh, at the some Chinese food restaurants have like a. It's like a lit up waterfall and the water's mm, moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get one of those, or even better, a fish tank of extremely exotic a, fish. A very thin fish tank. Yeah, because that's only about so like, eight squirt, inches. Squirt. It's like in 28 Days Later. <laughs> Sidestepping. <laughs> Little fish sidestepping. <laughs> They'd love it in there. They'd lo- <laughs> those little fishes. I'm going to get one of those. I think a fish tank seems like a lot of work, a lot of money, and a lot of effort, but 
it sounds beautiful and it looks beautiful. Oh no, for sure. The reward. Well, I remember, like once in the midst of a a long tour with a band, I was in freaking Orlando, Florida, which is a pretty wow. I've never been. It's an unpleasant place. Some would argue I would be one of those people, and I was very stressed out. We were playing a bar where you could smoke inside, and where skinheads were yelling at us for playing rap music. Wow! And like it was like a very charged, and I had the worst piece of pizza in my life. It was a very charged environment. I was unhappy, so I went to. Uh, I'm not proud to say that I uh, went to an aquarium store just to walk around. That sounds nice. It was lovely. It nice. was so tranquil. You were talking earlier at your new apartment on, should I give the address? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll edit in a beep noise or something here. No, just that was perfect. Just leave that. Just leave it like it is. Yeah, that was Just good. talk about it. I think this is one of those like episodes that like once you, once we drop it, you just walk away. Oh, okay. Can I tell you a story? And this is sort of like the Matrix. Brief story, okay? Okay, I want to get back to your apartment, but yeah. So there's this American rock band from the Bay Area called The Grateful Dead. And famously, their sound guy, Owsley Stanley, who produced a vast amount of LSD that he distributed to the San Francisco music scene and beyond and was a crucial person in the world of psychedelics for, and had it's hard to even scale how much he impacted culture by what he did. But he was also the sound guy who recorded the grateful dead. And he felt very strongly in his recordings, the way he would do it, he would get the room perfectly set up just for the room, then record it straight from the room, and then not EQ anything. It would just be a snapshot oh, so of perfectly the right. We so often think about, you know, yeah, are things being made to appeal to us after the fact or before the fact? And are what we're watching, right. is it a living thing structured to be that way, or is it a perfectly preserved snapshot in time of something that once was? I don't know. Which is it? Oh, well, that's the freaking Matrix that's for you, isn't it? It's fucked yeah. up. That shit's fucked up. So at my apartment, oh yeah, my, one, my two, three, four, Fart Street is cool. I was just saying you liked. You told me you liked the sound of your dishwasher, and I feel like you you heard that, and you're like, I'm gonna bank that. We'll bring it back up on the podcast. No, we were just talking about fish tanks, tiny fish tanks. We were at football club. I feel like there's a thing where we, we don't. Let's not try to mine football club for a podcast. I'm not. I'm not blaming you of that. I'm saying I was just was asking you. I want some guardrails on okay. football club because football club is a special it's place, a special church. And can we tell them what we did? <laughs> Are we allowed? I thought you just set the guardrails up. Well, I mean, we're I... immediately going to smash the guardrails. <laughs> what the fuck? Never mind. I forget I said it. No, no, I want to. No, no, it was a sacred ritual. I want to smash them. Oh, we me- we muted the, the football and just played uh, oh, yeah, fucking awesome music over the football. Yeah, and thought, it was great. It was so nice, if listeners. Listeners, oh my god. If you want to... One of the great frustrations, which can be a joy, but ultimately I feel like it takes time off your life. Let, let's say you're watching six hours of horrible broadcasters oh and they're god. all like astonishingly bad at their one job, which is accurately describing what is happening in a football game and providing insight on what is happening. Right, and they have computers that tell them what to say. Basically. Charles, it's they have crazy. cameras shooting the game for them and a huge bank of shots they can choose from. And stats and people just feeding them information. And a it's huge still... infrastructure built up around one mission of <laughs> while a football game is happening adding helpful commentary to it that the listener and or viewer might take away right. more from it, not way less somehow from it. I would like delightful commentary, but for now I'm just, I would like helpful commentary. Yes. Is that too much to ask for? Just helpful? Not even delightful. I'll take delightful later. 
Yeah, you can leave the bedside manner at home if it at least starts with being not a complete waste of unbelievable real estate. Yeah. It's not like basketball where you get the really good sound mix all the time. I'm sorry. Am I at freaking Madison Square Garden in the middle of a New York Knickerbockers basketball game right now? Is that Spike Lee I see over there doing something ostentatious and irritating? That was all one breath. Yeah, I was worried you were going to pass out. But God. you'll you'll that's the thing. You'll uh, you'll just do that out of pride. You're like, I'm going to squeak. I'm going to do the basketball squeak sound until there's not a drop left in me. I in yoga you learn this tool. It's called bundis or something where you can breathe all the air out. It's rare. Most of the life you're too scared to breathe it all out. And it sometimes just takes sitting in a room with other people wearing tight clothing to be told to breathe it all out. And it creates this like vacuum in your chest, which is, it's very, you should try it. You want to try it? To learn the truth, Charles, you'll have to risk everything. Yeah. You call, they, they call you when you graduate from yoga school, they do, some people earn the title of vacuum chest. Wow. I got that one. Um, I, uh, was the vacuum chest wound king what of uh bed for two years running back in the 90s wound king he was a sucking chest wound yeah and yeah your dad at least you had a dad that could help out yeah no i'm kidding I, that didn't happen no yeah if you just like count the alphabet or count the alphabet yeah that's speak it. the numbers you can br- expel all your breath until you have no more why is it that star wars over so many years has never been able to create a world remotely as good as the matrix world. And I've just, Oh, I have not seen the fourth full movie and I just watched the animatrix for the first time. And I'm like, Oh, this is the thing Disney has been unable to do. I think that's why we were so excited about the Mandalorian season one is that it attempted to capture like why star are we really do you want to talk about stars for a minute i think we already are okay this is the whole thing because when the mandalorian came out the whole thing was like oh cool someone just being in in star yeah, wars it's, not, it's we don't have to follow the fucking are over there well it's more importantly it's like we're not this is not about a fucking lineage are, of, yeah, these are, of magic exactly. of magic aristocrats or whatever <laughs> like we left all that behind and now it's like the other shit the stuff that we've always wanted more of yeah because no one as a kid wants to be Luke. They want to be Han. Right. He's I, not royal. Do you think nowadays people want to be Babu Frick? I mean, runaway champion of yeah. the new trilogy, I got to say. And I love the new Jedi, the, the last Jedi, but Babu Frick, game over. <laughs> if I had kids, not only would be they my, they'd be my Matrix form, but... They'd if, be named Babu and Frick, no, no, if respectively. I, show, I would show them the movies, and if they... <laughs> Did not say, Papa, I want to be Babu Frick when I grew up. I would store them in the fake Matrix until they learned their it's, lesson. It's uh, long been known that the Spartans. Right. Yeah, I know this. If uh, their kids didn't like Babu Frick, they'd leave him in the woods. Right. Yeah. And there's an old Jewish tale of, of Moshe. Mm-hmm. Moses, the child from the reeds, right, came out right, the river right. Nile. Did he like Baba Frick? Uh, well, the angel showed him a bolt. There was a glowing ember, and there was a little icon of of Babu Frick. Did it come from a burning bush or something? It did. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I've heard well, there's tale. different parts of the story. That's what he's. It, don't mix up the story. This is when he's a kid. 
When, the burning bushes later. Kid? The burning bushes when he's like a young adult. Maybe he's lived a life of burning bushes. No, he hasn't. There's the one. There's Just, the one. It's crazy. If he always saw burning bushes, the time he saw the burning bush, he wouldn't be remotely as impressed. Maybe it's Charles. A, a cried wolf situation. Maybe God was testing him. Psych. <laughs> I've been burning bushes. Just your fucking with you, dude. <laughs> now they'll never believe you. You've been burned, burning bushes. We should. Uh, I wish like life. the Prince of Egypt was as psychedelic as the Animatrix. Why I is it everything, other, everything is as good as the Animatrix? Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. I think for people like you and me, losers, for a long time, like the perfect art form to me for many years was the science fiction short story. Absolutely. Where like you. You read like, and because fans of the genre have read hundreds of them, like you, there's the setup and the delivery and the prestige. There's like it's like any sort of like classic right. chain of events. You're you're waiting to, for this stuff to like hit these certain, you know, to make that elegant Poe like story arc of the American short story or whatever. There's a very like sort of set process to do that. And what's cool about Philip K. Dick is that I think he does this better than anyone who's ever lived. Because he like smashes the form of that so effectively so often. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean I think one thing I admire about a lot of science fiction writers, especially short, short stories, is how fucking quietly sad they all are. And I think that's definitely uh, like Dick and Asimov, all these and ba- Bradbury. They're just all about like the desperation of being alive, rather than like it could be so hopeful thinking about the future. And yet all these guys are so sad. And I think. What is cool about... I don't think this movie could have at all been made today. This movie has a horniness and a desperation that is unfitting in the 2020s. Yeah. um, This opens as horny as humanly possible without any sort of penetration happening between two people. And then concludes on a note so unbelievably sad. It is remarkable. Yeah, it's interesting. They're both... It's a horny start. It's a horny finish. The beginning was written by the Wachowskis which we all know they are adamant about the power of love. And, and I again, that. Yeah, so we, we sort of, I want to, this is my way of, of doing something that I think is beautiful in the spirit of love. I don't even care that you, it seems like you fucked up the order of the movies. Oh, I did some research. So Charles, to be telling me this came out before Matrix Reloaded and I took him at face value. And then moments... No, no, don't... Got, this isn't about you being right or wrong. This is about scared. how you did it. I got scared. Moments before it started, you were like, um, actually, I was wrong. This came out after the Matrix Reloaded. But it's actually better to do it this way. Here's what I said. <laughs> That's what you said. You immediately started gaslighting me. It actually was smarter to do it the wrong way. I didn't say it was smarter. I said I want to do it this way because who, it was a mistake. You who didn't wants want to, to do it interrupt? That way. No, but <laughs> I did this so long ago. Listener, just fast forward. This is abuse I, and toxic gaslighting. You're being a toxic gaslighting friend. I thought, what would you like to do? Three movies all come out within six. You told me what to feel six about months it. ago of each other. And is, are you in the beyond, my man? Are you and, a glitch over there? Yeah, and then. Um, God, what is happening? Just to get to the end of the story. Right. Do you want to interrupt? I feel like one, there's a... Four. Do you have an actual... Is there, is this the argument you've settled on? Because it does not deny that you... No, this more. Me. I did more Okay, research. never... Just drop but this I'm, No, I'm going to... No, you're, you're, you most, brought it up. Motherfucker, you're you the brought most, this up. You're Larry David the Goy. And I don't say that lightly. Thank you. You really are so annoying. You're almost Jewish. I'm just saying... I you can't agree the to that. Matrix. I can say it. Though. I yeah. know that's why. I'm right. moving on. I just it was a test. And you passed, just like in the Animatrix. Sometimes there's a difference between a test and a trap. That was both. Damn. Fuck. Shit. Um, the Matrix comes out ninety 
nine. Nine. And then the Animatrix, Matrix 2, Matrix 3, all come out in 2003. So The same year of the invasion of Iraq and my bar mitzvah. Wow. It was an eventful I gotta, year. I got to stay. Okay. March, invasion of Baghdad. All right. That, May, my bar mitzvah. That's, those are both Matrix-related dates. Okay. Wow, you're, this is crazy, really? Well, hold on. I, I mean, you're and saying what happened the, in June? Oh, well, June's my mom's birthday. Oh my god! And the my Matrix brother's birthday. Lived your life and um, my other brother's birthday. I I think of the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix Revolutions. Did I get that right? Nailed it. Yes, I've been trying. Uh, they're basically one big movie, and I was like, do we want to cut up the flow of the Matrix verse? That way, you it's can, a made-up concept of the flow of the Matrix verse. So no, we could not. not. This is or so do you stupid. want to do the Animatrix, which provides backstory, provides a feel of the world to then launch us into the next Oh, my God. Movies. Okay, the sales pitch is over. Yes, you're right. But Good. here's the real thing. You're is correct. That, um, while there is a, it's, a, it's a strange timeline for this, it was released. Four of the films were originally released on the series' official website, and one of them was shown in cinemas with the film Dreamcatcher. Now, when did Dreamcatcher come out, Josh? 2002? No, Dreamcatcher came out in March oh. of 2003. Wow. Well, Dreamcatcher, Matrix... is that a, that's one of those movies that I remember the ad campaign for, and then no one's ever talked about I've it ever really since. It's a Stephen King adaptation. I've heard oh, some yeah, yeah, people yeah. speak very ill of it, but yeah. uh, I kind of want to see it. It's In my mind, I just remember the ads so vividly. It's by the guy who did uh, Body Heat and, and oh, no, The Bodyguard and Empire Strikes. It's by the director of The Empire Strikes Back. Irvin Kirshner? Oh, no. Sorry. Co-writer of Empire Strikes Back. Bum, bum, bum. I was wrong. Dun, dun, dun. But I was right about the earlier thing I was hey. talking about. Okay. So long story short, you're telling me that the Animatrix was screened before another movie? It was screened before The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, no. But, but it was... Yeah, I'm it, sorry. The dream. Oh yeah, yeah. It, one of them, uh, the final final flight of the Osiris, the shortest was shown one before. But so one of the, yeah, you're having a hard night. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, um, to convince you of something. So anyway, so you're be- saying by a thumbnail, technically speaking, part of this movie came out, before. and four of them came out on their website before the release of. The okay, so of some of them were released before the Matrix Reloaded. Absolutely, okay, fine. So I'm proud of you. You I, you won me over. So not I, only flow wise, but uh, also stop talking about the made up flow. It doesn't exist. It makes it's 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 real. It's real for me. I'm a Adam Chandler. <laughs> no, you're not. You always say it's that. Me. You're not Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm not. You're uh, more, different guy. You're no different more guy. Adam Sandler than you and are the a, Towering a rabbit Colossus. Rabbit is the Towering Colossus of time. If I could turn back time. Imagine history as a circle. Events such as wars, Time plays, is a flat circle. Disaster. This is, they stole that from this. Look, this is, um, this pictogram shows the Rottweiler of time who never sleeps pursuing the rabbit of history for all eternity. That's pretty cool. That sounds like like a Norse like a Norse idea. That's crazy. Put this away. This is too crazy. It's too crazy. You're blowing my mind. I'm gonna put it on the. If the this is the Matrix Instagram that I'm in, account. this is probably the freaking thing that triggers me to wake up into reality. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in the glitch in the Matrix documentary, which we should still do yeah, a we'll spinoff do about, we'll do a special there's out. a long story about a guy who basically ends up. I'm not gonna spoil it, but. His dissociative and violent behaviors are greatly spurred by his relationship to the Matrix and his perceived message that it imparts. Oh and, boy! Yeah, and the kid story segment of this yes. was is very interesting. I think of That's all one, of them, it's the one I have the most mixed feelings about. Yeah, I honestly, it's I'm a a big fanboy of 
Shinichiro Watanabe. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he's made some of my favorite shows of all time, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, etc. I would, I'm not going to rank, I don't think we should rank these. I think as an overall, this works really well, but I would say his two, uh, Detective Story and Kid Story. Wait, is that what they're really called? Two stories? Uh, Kid's Story, I think. Yeah. And they're detective definitely, story. a Detective I think, Story. The weakest of the nine for me. I like them. I like Detective Story. I think D- Detective Story feels a little light. Yeah. Where it pulls off the trick that you want to see, where it's like, well, let's see a Trinity recruitment go horribly wrong. Right, and right, like, right. That's, I think, like, the fact that this is part of the, the world of the Animatrix, I think, is great. Yeah, when I, I, say, again, when I say yeah. they're my, like, they least, work the least, they still work very well. But, but Kid Story really raises a lot of dude that shit can never like you if you if this were on hulu now it would say warning this show is like if you trippy as fuck and dark twisted and if you are thinking of killing yourself please call this hotline yeah like this movie is basically about how suicide is an escape yeah the message is like charitably if you read it as we're just going to end this in the coldest most fucked up possible way where it's like it was all worth it like I'm willing to meet it halfway and be like, if that's your intended ending, that's one of the most fucking brutal endings I've ever like. I think it's, so. I mean, like the, the narrative twisting of the knife like that is does make you feel genuinely horrible, right? And I think especially coming out of, I like Kid Story more than Detective Story. I think it works really well, especially like looking at like Cowboy Bebop ends with our main character basically killing himself. Because, oh, it's spoiler alert! Oh shit! It came out like 20 years ago. I'm waiting to watch it for the next wave of the pandemic. Uh, you can just watch the Netflix one. They don't, they don't finish it, so I think he okay. survives it. I but, heard it's better because it's not like just drawings. It's like a real thing. There are people in it. Okay. You can imagine looking at them. Right? Okay. Yeah, like with well, basically cartoons, what I'm saying is in, because we're in a simulation, I am imagining thinking about seeing them. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't like Like that you're imagining stat. seeing me, and I'm imagining hearing you. Sure, sure. What? Bro. Wait, what? Bro. Say that again and I'll try to boom 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 pa boom 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 pa boom 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 pa boom 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 Samurai Shampoo is about a basically a weird incel that can't get over his past and then decides to kill himself because he can't tell apart the real world from his sad tragic dream existence. Which is basically like drop that into the Matrix, and it's like it's like that is a Matrix story. Have you read any Dennis Cooper? No, I actually haven't read any Dennis Cooper. Was it the Marble hairline? The, the the Marbled Swarm is what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, I got it. But read talk that. about the uh, the true literary underground of people writing stuff that is not for everybody. And I will say, listener, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I got to read it. I think uh, it's for me. But if you want to read, I when I think about what people like about say. A Silent Hill or some Resident Evils is like, you know, kind of what I think he does with literature where he's like, you know, I'm going to take a really long walk about narrative and it's all going to be about like how like how insidious and terrifying is it that I can cast a spell over you? Yeah. And I'd say he's one of the few authors who like achieves that where by the end you're like, oh, my God, like I, I was just in I was like imprisoned in something that was written like a spell and it's about someone doing that. Cool. And, and you think about like Philip K. Dick to bring this full circle, the beauty of the three stigmata of Palmer Eldritch, one of the greatest American novels ever written is it is the classic trip within a trip within a trip. And 
for a guy obsessed with simulacra and simulation, uh, for me, that final installment of the Animatrix was incredible. Yeah. That was I, that was absolutely majestic. That was really fucked up. Yeah, that's so that's that's uh, by Peter Chung, the MVP of the Riddick verse. Um, Controversially, but I stand by it. Yeah, and I maybe we should go through them one by one just a little bit because I think no, I think it tells it's cool. The order of it's very well done. You know, I feel like with albums, with short story collections, you're always worried about the overall narrative, and if you're not stop making art like that i only want album what is it called album aor album oriented rock yeah yeah that's what i want concept albums concept albums yes i want stories i don't i don't want to dilly dally like in a perfunctory like one two three no no no. but i just i think it's interesting the way we we get introduced to like this horny love fest that's scary and dangerous and over the top and it's like oh this is the matrix like we're not feeling like we're getting out of our comfort zone it's like it's got Nokia phones. It's got rippling concrete. They're in the dojo fighting with swords, but this time it's erotic. It is erotic. <laughs> I mean, the other one was erotic, too, with Larry Charles, the Charles, recording this in robes, we should tell you. <laughs> yes, just robes. Slices. We're sitting in a steam room, just, you know, Fuck. smoking cigars. That's awesome. I will say, if being rich is all about owning a steam room, my that's brother, a reason to be rich. My brother has a steam room. Where he at? He's not rich. Philip? Yeah. He just bought a house that had a steam room in it. That's an uncommon story, my friend. It had a steam room in the garage, I guess. Oh. It's like a sauna, but that's a steam room. Man. Don't show him uh, uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. He'll never go in that sauna again. Or uh, Escape Room, room colon, Tournament Tournament of Champions. Champions. Oh, shit. That's That's a different. Fuck. Daddy, um, so, free me from my prison, Daddy. <laughs> Ashant. <laughs> yeah, you solved the, the final puzzle. Man, that movie's really you want to understand? Like, really it's so like good. It. I can't wait for the third one. It's, they must have made it like a week ago. Like it took three days. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's we did it as some Patreon coverage of the Escape Room series. Oh, it's so good. good. Talk about matrixy shit, huh? Yeah, um, but what I like is that this like leads us in safely you know if if you're a matrix head and you're just like i love the matrix i want more matrix shit let's say you're a teen in the aughts and you've you're listening to a lot of the no you're listening to fucking tool and and fucking awesome shit in your toyota camry listen to what was it meat machine what was it meat i'll look up the ost you told me to look yeah Oh, Meet Beat Manifesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're listening to, like, fucking Underworld and shit. Like, you love the Dracula 2000 soundtrack. Yeah, Peace Orchestra. Right, okay, so, uh, and you're smoking the the worst mids in your channel. Juno Reactor. You're, you've gotten your hands on a bag of, like, dry, just completely anonymous mids that have no character. They're giving you a headache, and you're just getting really paranoid, and you smell terrible because you're much in high school. They, Inexpensive. Okay, great. I'm in. um, but still the top of your budget. And then you okay. stumble out of the car into the food court to go to the movies, and you sit down and fly the Osiris. You're like, okay, this is the hottest movie I've ever seen, and right. now they're doing Matrix. Did stuff. I go to the porn parody of Matrix? Yeah. You see a lady's butt. You see a dude's all too briefly bulge. Yeah. And then uh, they, they, do mat- they do Matrix-y stuff, and it's like, okay, great. They fight robots. They shoot lasers at them. We've seen the Matrix before. We've seen all the imagery that we see are just like, 
you know, yeah, okay, all the touchstones that we're very comfortable with. Mm. Then, oh, buckle up, my friend. Uh-huh. Because then a little two-parter hits you. The second hits Renaissance parts one it's, and two. It's probably one of the most aggro tonal shifts I've ever seen in one piece of art going from, again, safe harbors to violent, psychedelic, really disturbing and what's yeah. fun is that it's like basically a really stupid story, but they're like, no, this is like a myth being told. Yeah. This is all about that combination of like a digital archive being the last remnants of a, like an oral tradition. And the, so the cool. interplay of those ideas yeah. is expressed so gorgeously. Yeah. It makes me really miss, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the first person to say this, but Toy Story, I think, really did make things annoying for animation for decades and like watching something like this where every movie looks different. Every animator, not just like with like the new Spider-Man, the way they do cool shit. I guess it was the same team that did that, like the Mick, the Mick somethings versus the robots. We're like throwing splashes of shit that looks funny into a pretty ordinary style is now how you make things cool. Or here, like as much as kids story is weird, like maybe tonally, maybe it doesn't quite land. I've never seen anything else look like that. And it looks like well, and then the best part is that because all of the it's in none of these is it like style over substance, so they're all deeply interconnected, yeah, uh when he starts the insane skateboarding sequence at that point, you're like, this has to be his fantasy, right, but or is it a triumphant expression of reality through the medium of animation that allows him to do things that he couldn't do normally, yeah, and like the fact that a movie about narratives and reality gets you to that point seamlessly wordlessly through a visual representation is what this entire entire fucking world of art is about of asking questions about narrative right so i mean i don't know like you're right in a way it's like the best example of the entire fucking thing yeah and then even his more like the same director the direct detective story it like it does some beautiful stuff with grain and film noir stuff that could seem pretty mundane but it's just like i don't know the way that he really embraces the aesthetic it looks so different than the other one he does in this series and it really just looks like it's doing something that I'm never going to see anywhere else. Let's talk about two absolute ass beaters because they're fresh on the mind. I think the uh, program might be the coolest looking thing ever. Tell us more about program. Program is all about the coolest lady in the world. She's got an amazing battle outfit. She's super good at swords and stuff. And she's super fast and cool and has amazing big mane of white hair. Yeah. And, she thinks she's sparring with her her lover in the Matrix when he proposes to her that they leave reality to rejoin the Matrix. And what ensues? A heartfelt battle to the death, my friend. Yeah. She chooses when, loyalty when, to humanity over her lover. When Amy when uh, when the lady does the cool move, Amy went, Now that's a cool move. It was And awesome. here's the thing about Amy, that's hard earned. I don't think Amy's dropping no, no. that casually. She no, means no. it. She right. loved it. It's one of the many things I love about Amy is that you know that if she says it, she absolutely means it. Right. To, and they, that's great. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then uh Fade Two. It was a freaking test, my man. On they're in some stupid ship and it sucks. <laughs> right. I think that movie wouldn't have landed this 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 film I think I always remember it being my least favorite. And the ending happens. I'm like, oh, this is sort of silly, like a punchline. And then it just like has a very slow her just standing in an elevator for five seconds. And I think that residual leftover as we were like leaving that movie is really like, oh, fuck, this sucks. 
Well, I mean, all, make, I don't know. For some reason, that like ending makes it feel so much more lived in. Well, you talk about the desperation. It's like so many the, the the overwhelming feeling of the Matrix is like when you're so isolated that all of reality must be part of this vast thing. Like it's a horrible feeling, and I think that the the dissociative impact of the world that we live in and the values that we have as a society that you know that's obviously what they're turning up to like twelve in this shit. But yeah, like I didn't see it as like a you know a punchline I, I i understand how it could be like ha it was all just a, right, a dream exactly. just... but like then she's left shattered because right. her, her dream was real to her and and like you know that's that's what this whole series is about it really is and i think what these are doing so well is a lot of one i think a lot of movies would really take more time being like this is a story about love and how it's not real and this just like uses this idea about someone like that's not you it's so quick to learn that everything we just went through is fake and I think it's a strange and powerful choice to have that be such a punch and then to just leave. We're like, oh, because I think the Wachowskis are so like they love love so much. And so much of these movies are about like coming together and loving each other and being a, a, a just like a powerful, triumphant voice together or, or people showing solidarity for each other. Because one of the most comforting things in the world that they explore in The Matrix normal people are victimized and normal people rise up to protect themselves and others in a way that feels very right like loving and caring and i think what's really wild about this series is that it, it is true to the the matrix and it's not doing some new thing it feels very matrixy but all of them are much more cynical and they still have that like they all are about that but showing us more of the absence of it where people are desperately trying to i don't know if it, i would say I see it as like tragic, not cynical. Okay, that's yeah. how I'd frame it. Yeah, because yeah, in my mind, it's like, yeah, this really digs into like the lived experience of like the 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 reality that people have chosen to accept. If if the reality that they've chosen is the real reality, it's a really brutal nightmare that you know you can never wake up from because you know that it's worse than anything else. Like no, that's, that's a great like, distinction. Yeah, it's not cynical. It's like. It would be cynical if it didn't have the pull of what we're but, missing. But what you're talking about is that, like, their relationship with this idea of virtual experiences. Like, the beauty of Beyond is that for pe- the normal everyday people living in that part of the Matrix, the house where the Matrix isn't working really well and is like glitching, <laughs> which it seems like is deliberate. It seems like that's deliberately being done. I don't no? think so. I think it was an anomaly, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. I like that it's not explained. Right. Like, so to them, that's what a haunted house is like a place where weird, inexplicable things happen that you've all experienced, but can't quite put a name to. And again, it's like, if you're, trying to expand this world it's like let's answer more niggling little questions mm, you have right. about like how your own experiences come up in the next one yeah yeah so good um and beyond was great there's a lot of a lot of cats in this series the, a detective story D- D- dahlia delilah delia dinah 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 that's it uh and then yuki mm-hmm. in uh beyond i love those man i'm really that's really some of the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time. Beyond is really cool because it takes its time. It doesn't, it's not, you barely even understand what it's, it's not trying to do anything. It's just taking its time with this cool idea, but then it does so much. It well, feels, it builds a haunted house story and it builds that atmosphere and it's worth it. It pays off. And it's like, I felt sort of crushed at the end of that movie. Yeah, it was really, it's a very intense movie where I don't know, it's just like kids having fun and I felt 
such an, a like a pull back to the past and also just i don't know it's it does so much with so well, little i get they depict life in the matrix as just as rich and rewarding and capable of satisfaction and like that's the, 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 going back to the theme of the whole thing it's like that tension between is it is it an escape or is it like a truer self and like that's the whole core of all of this this is the fact that all of these explore that to different degrees feel so thematically solid the fucking uh world record was amazing yeah about the guy who breaks through the matrix just because he's fucking the coolest guy in the world and tries the hardest and is innately capable of incredible yeah. things that one was a very cool one and i think what's i mean they also didn't get no slouches for this they got so um program was by fucking legend of who did like ninja scroll oh, i forget what else but like a just a powerhouse they got cowboy bebop guy and then Beyond was by the guy who did Mind Game, which I don't know if that's like a pretty famous one. I don't know. Are you an anime? Do you watch a lot? I of don't anime? really. Okay. I will say I enjoyed Beyond specifically so much that I would watch something else. Mind Game is cool. Trippy and wild as that. And then Genius Party is another fun series that that person Hell yeah. was part of. Um, and then the and actually that, that person was involved with Akira, and the person who I didn't really wasn't super familiar with was the guy who did the Renaissance ones, the two parter. And he worked on the, the movie that was in kill bill, that little animated sequence that came out that same year, right? 2003. No, I think that was 2001. The first kill one. Bill? No, I saw three. That. Is it three? I, think I don't I'm know. Who fucking knows? Yeah, it was the odds, babe. If you remember it, you weren't they really got there. Some really like, this isn't just a bunch of, they didn't Shit. find a bunch of schmucks off the street to make the Animatrix. No, they got good guys who are good at making animated Which is cool. Like, movies. This, like, some of it went straight to DVD. Only one of them hit theaters. It's like, you know, we sort of had the same experience with Peter Chung's working on the Riddickverse. It was like... That was the most fleshed out, interesting, right. coherent vision of that world. You could see this as a DVD extra, or you could actually put some fucking talent in this and make it the most exciting way maybe we can interact with the matrix right i think that's so sick and so true again it's like we want those short stories i think about so many major films that would be delightful short pieces and as full-length films are like a little weird and wonky i know luke Besson's a piece of shit and i'm sorry but valerian the show or whatever i'd watch the fuck out of that sure that was cool yeah it was really cool damn that was awesome i watched that on a plane on a tiny screen? Pretty small, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it still had power. As it was meant to be seen. Right. That was one where they go to that big, the big village of vendors, right? No, no. Let me explain. It was a small village of vendors. Based on what I saw, it was pretty small. Okay. But then they go to the big fucking spaceship. Gonna have to correct you. The spaceship, pretty small. Huh. Maybe we watch different movies. I mean, I don't know. It had a Cara Delevingne. Was Carrie this big or this big? Number two. So tiny. So small. You must have watched different ones. I think it's the same one. Carrie was huge in my version. Really? Huge. You know, me and Sam saw Edge of Tomorrow in IMAX. Yeah. That was sick. (laughs) I'm happy we did that. (laughs) That's a good story. You know? Yeah. Tom Cruise was huge. My dad and I are in much better turns lately after we stopped talking about stuff that's important. My dad texted me the other day. It was an eight-minute video about Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. Wow. And that, my friends, is the kind of relationship you want with a father. Yeah. You need to have safe spaces to talk to your dad. Yeah. One of those can be Tom Cruise-related stuff. Oh He's crazy. Tom Cruise? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Terrific, they call him. He's a nut, but I like him. He's a nut. He's 
clung to a little spaceship. Hey, being kooky means you're that cool. I guess I wish I was kooky too. Yeah. Guess I must be pretty kooky though, because I am pretty cool. You're kooky. <laughs> okay. I think you're kooky. Oh, thank you. You're kooky. You're wearing matching uh, sweatpants. I know. I hate this outfit, but it's my warmest outfit. (laughs) You look like a crypto god. Like (laughs) I'm wearing an orange hunting hat, so I don't get killed. You look insane. You you look like a a villain from an HBO show. Can I go to Halloween? Is this? You have a neon Carhartt. It's a child's. A child's neon Carhartt. Yeah, it was half the price. A trillium hoodie, trillium sweatpants, and then striped socks. Smart wool. Smart wool. I'm wearing smart wools too. Yeah. Darn tough. They're okay. I wear them basically all winter, and they fall apart quick. Well, hey, these feet. They do a lot of walking. They sure do. This can be a shorter episode. We love the Animatrix. It was well, fantastic. we got stuff to do still. Okay, so. well, let, let's get to that stuff. I think we've, we've said what we want to say about the Animatrix. It's fucking amazing. I really recommend everyone go we, see it. You talk about the Peter Chung one just a little bit more? Because that is the only Matrix-related stuff that... Like, the story is about a robot. And I know, well, Agent J- J- Jackson or Smith or whatever. What is it? Agent? I'm sorry, Agent Jackson. I am Neo. Agent Smith. We, he becomes a more pronounced character. and he's pretty... Spoiler, he gets pretty loco. <laughs> yeah, to does. borrow a phrase from our friend Tank, rip to a real one. Is he alive still? Tank? Yeah, he's alive. Never mind. He's yeah, alive. Dozer died. Fuck. No, no, I was no thinking either. of Tank's face, but I was like, wait, does he survive the whole movie? Because other people die later, right? Not just the cipher scene? Whatever. Okay, anyways, just talk about the thing. Talk about the stuff. I'm trying to think about that. Get to the get to the facts. The facts, man. Get to the, I want to eat a steak. You can't handle the mm, That's my favorite uh, Sorkin thing. Uh, tell me the truth. There's a new Sorkin now. Yeah. About Lucille Ball. Man, oh, that boy. guy, he that guy is... Uh, he needs to go to jail, I think. He needs to go to jail. Oh, God, that I, uh, was cool when you just imprisoned artists you didn't like. I just... The God, vision shut up, Aaron. He, the vision he has of himself and his role in American culture is so interesting. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to watch someone make a movie about him. Oh, my God. The way he makes movies about <laughs> other so unlikable cool. men who are perceived as geniuses. Charlie when, Kaufman should write that. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be good. <sighs> I think it's daring to make a movie, a Matrix movie, where the main character is the robot and have it land so powerfully. Like, it's this guy, they talk about, you know, re- just rewriting the code. Like, no, we must have this trippy world where they can, like... Okay, again, just so that people listening can understand a shred of what you're trying to communicate. Get the facts out. Get the facts. Basically, we see this refuge of humans working on and seemingly training robots they have baby monkey in a jar they got well look no what do they call they're like a bush baby it's a bush baby <laughs> I don't know what that look is. it up google it google bush baby that's what mom i think that's what it's supposed to be they call it baby i know i think it's a bush baby look it up i want i want uh some backup on this because i'm not crazy should i open up a new tab or can i get a, oh. go away from the ost you can get away from the ost okay. we can come back to that is bush baby one word or two words i want to say it's two words bush baby bush baby <laughs> You're right? right, yeah, I was right. You're yeah, it's a bush baby. It is a bush um, baby. It's so, a galagos, also known as bush babies or na- nagapies. Nagapies. Yeah. So basically, a lady goes out and and captures a rabbit, and there's a little bit of good exposition where they're like, I, you know, it's aren't we just re-enslaving them by telling them lies? They're like, eh, it's a robot. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And so it's funny because like the moral, you see that guy fold in his own fake moralizing so quickly. 
I was like, we show them the good path. They're yeah, like, yeah, it's just yeah. made up. He's like, yeah, they're tools. They don't know. don't know any difference anyway. Who gives a shit? Anyways, that guy is cool. Um, yeah, so they capture it. They, they jack it in while all the... And I love that this allows us to have much more like freedom in the jacking, which you know that's all I want. But I, I like... You've the, been a free jacking advocate for as long as I've known you. You know me. I like rules in certain circumstances, but sometimes in a movie, like you got to find an exit and jack me in, dozer and all this shit. I'm like... Just take the plug out, plug the in, plug the out. That's all I want. See? Enough with the to-do. They do that in this. They just can plug in yeah. and out whenever they want. It's awesome. So basically what we see is them enact a program used to convert robots using an extremely vivid, incredibly psychedelic world amazing. that teaches them to trust humanity Essentially, by romanticizing and sexualizing and whatever sizing. Yeah, and they like strip his skin off and then it turns into a perfect golden sphere and then that turns into a weird bug that. It, it feels like you've into stumbled the... into like actual like Illuminati or CIA MK Ultra shit where yeah. you're like, it, it's terrifying when you understand it. what you're watching. And again, this is all about this wonderful one pulling the camera back one frame to look at the whole narrative transpire we're looking at the story they're telling a robot that says you should love humans again yeah and when it all goes horribly wrong and the the woman he falls in love with he thinks scared of him is trapped in the fucking in their horrifying nightmare story together she sees herself as a prisoner and has no attraction or anything to this guy and and the end of the story is them sitting in this made up world where he can never be now having learned what attraction and affection and and love is can never have it from the one person he cares about and that's the end of the animatrix executive producer dick wolf wait really yeah dick wolf yeah yeah it's it's a it's to start off so like almost corny matrix and then just to be slowly beaten down like even the cool one about the fucking god of runners he briefly escapes the matrix and then is just thrown back in and it's sort of triumphant at the the end but then he still just crumbles it's like so much it's about the human spirit and it's at least uplifting in that regard where it's like but it's still very crushing this last one's like full philip k dick level maybe you should just kill yourself robot (laughs) sort of gains humanity only to learn the power of rejection and and fear and loneliness yeah well there's famously like so screamers which is uh did it for the old show we did it for the old show and the the short story it's based on the find the legendary end of that short story that's so amazing is the simple revelation that the machines who have taken over the world it's like the classic story that the matrix and terminator or whatever all of these things emerge from uh you know we developed the ultimate machines in the cold war until they killed freaking us yikes uh, now we're hiding out on the moon and nuking it. It's sick. I love. It. It's so cool. That movie's good. It's fun. It's, it's like fun. one of the. It's, it's not good. It's fun. But anyways, like yeah. the, the big reveal at the end is like, oh, the the robots have already begun to create weapons to fight each other. That's the only end of the story. They're like, oh wow, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. just gonna do this again. Yeah, <laughs> like we've good. just and as is a, a constant in the work of Dick. There's a horrible simulated photocopy of something that's just way worse than it was before. Like at the end of the three stigmata where the guy and his wife are doing the evolution therapy. They're like, but if it goes wrong, you'll slowly devolve backwards. Yeah. And at the end of the of the book, he notices that his wife is making the same clay pot she made the day before, but like a little bit worse. And you're like, Oh, they're just going to now devolve gradually and slowly just keep being a worse and worse version of themselves. Hmm. 
So I don't know. That's the PK Dick of it all that I love in science fiction, and that's what the Animatrix chose to go out on. It like a, really a did. resounding note of horror, and it's sort of consistent throughout. All of them have a sort of an element of horror. Like even the first one is sad. There's like love and connection, but they all die, and who knows if they accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. But that, and that's the, I guess what I'm saying is that's why this is such an amazing addition to any movie series where it blows up all these ideas into this incredibly rich world. Okay. And also so the simply only, the one who succeeds kills himself. Yeah. Like that's our that's our fucking hero is just someone who throws himself off a building. Yikes. Because they can't live in the world anymore. Not great. So you got so anyways, MVPs. Yeah. MVP. This is hard because it's spans... Yuki the, ch- the cute little fat cat. I want to play with Yuki. MVP. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It's definitely the lady in program. She was the coolest. Yeah, she was fucking awesome. She's so cool. I was like, you're, I would watch eight movies of you doing awesome shit because you are the coolest person. I think I felt the the most connection this time around to Yuki's owner in yeah. Beyond. I don't know. That one really was, that hit me this time. Beyond and program really stood out to me as like really special. Yeah. Um. Yeah, huge credit. Because also Beyond did its own version of psychedelia that was so different. I yeah, and it's like we were talking during and after is like the psychedelic stuff in Matriculated is like straight out of all those books you can buy at the bookstore. Like, well, and, and also the Second Renaissance Part One and Two are yep. so crazy. And yeah, the animation that's really brutal. Jesus, that those are so fucking insane. Yeah, so intense. It's the kind of thing where. I was worried that if I took it too literally or read into it too much, I like I get to find this very careful way to squint at that one. But when you sort of figure out what's going on, it's like, oh, this is incredible. That's the kind of shit I should hate too. Like a fake history, really done trying to be a fake history, but it's fucking perfect. Well, it's those. it's it's like the Starship Troopers of right. the thing, where it's yeah. like, oh, I'm it's, watching a creation myth. Yeah, it's another. So layer. I'm being told a lie, and I'm being told it in this absolutely ridiculous manner. That's like I don't know what it. This is maybe the best movie we've watched for the show. I'm so Whoa, happy about the animation. I love that you love it's this. It's so good. Yeah, and so I, I think Beyond does a psychedelic shit. That's like, I mean, I don't do psychedelics, but it felt really nuanced in its like approach to making things seem a little out of touch. Beyond felt like a well observed LSD trip. Yeah, where without a doubt, where she's like, "Huh, that's weird. That's a little different over there." Yeah, and, then and, and she the, like and touches the, it and it just it's a little bit weirder. But none right. of it gets like kaleidoscopic and pink and green. It's just like it's just a little bit weird and they all just sort of embrace it. Yeah. It's really good. So that's a strong showing. I'm happy that we picked two great MVPs. Yeah. Um, most valuable matrix MVM. I don't think this... I'm going go with the one, the matrix, the one, like the whole matrix. Oh, I thought you were going with Neo, the one. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm of all it's the confusing. matrixes. I'm going with like well, the matrix. I think we learn in the next movies that there's, there's been a lot, a lot of, matrixes. of matrixes. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. The current, whatever one we saw in animatrix, that was a good one. Are you glad we did it in this order? I, I don't care. I had Are such a good glad? time. Is that okay? See, I was a little angry. Cause like, I am like, uh, a child and i was really excited to rewatch matrix reloaded so i yeah. was kind of like oh shucks i gotta eat my vegetables i'm gonna keep saying that phrase now because yeah. I, I listened back to an episode recently for the first time in a while and i was like oh charles doesn't like it which episode the matrix <laughs> i think that's the one we just did a week ago yeah yeah that one oh you, so you just don't pay attention when we're talking here what so you don't just you come just... again so you... uh so uh, fucking yeah i don't give a shit i was really excited to see matrix reloaded i can wait a week no big deal Cool. So, and you, are you asking when will it end? 
No. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I feel like this was a, the best possible. I'm going to say it, everybody. Bust out your fucking, uh, get the tape recorders going. Get a fresh. I already, I already got it going. Charles was right to do it this way. This does for the Matrix main canon what Rogue One does for Star Wars. Yeah, and that's why is, I asked the initial question before I asked this question because I wanted to hear this exact thing. You were right. Yeah, you were right. right. It's yeah, going to yeah. make it even more scrumptious, and I've never seen the second and third films with this kind of build out around it before. Right, because so. actually the kid is a character in the second one, the one who jumps off a building and frees himself. Uh, they talk about the final flight of the Osiris. So all these little tidbits that you can used to have to use your fucking dumb old brain to think about. Now well, you it can was, remember, remember the movie. Remember, remember in Solo, because in the other movies he talked about doing the part, the Kessel Run mm-hmm. in something Parsecs. And then everyone's like, "Hey, George, a what if Parsec we actually not- did it? No, what if we saw it? What if we saw him do the Kessel Run in the th- number of Parsecs? You know what I prefer to see? Indicated how he gets his." fucking name man because he was alone literally solo gamed on match next page of the who script. are you and wh- who are you with i don't know i'm alone my name is han and i'm by myself uh, han solo well, done i've got a name for you han solo <laughs> i bet you're gonna shoot first one of these days i'm stewie <laughs> uh are we done can we finish the ep- episode stewie um yeah there's no i mean people died in this but it's not a horror movie uh, I would say, uh, no, if you don't you die have in the to. Matrix, you die in real life. Just a reminder, listener. So that's the MVD. Yeah, just the just the reminder, idea. the PSA. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Your body can't live without your mind. It's not Vice complicated. Versa. Vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, join us next week for the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, we're gonna go as the Dreadlock Twins for Halloween. <laughs>